Welcome back. Welcome, welcome. Another week, another episode. And Raven actually came up with a phenomenal idea. Something Sometimes we take for granted. I know I've met some new people in the community and I've actually ran into some people on the mundane job that I've had some good conversations with and they just look at me like, I just don't know where to start. I want to learn more. I want to do this. I want to be more involved, but I don't know the people. I don't know what's right and what's wrong or where to go. And I vaguely remember feeling that way. Mm -hmm. Um, I was talking to someone this week who was asking about our journey and um, how we came to be what and who we are. A power couple. And, oh my gosh, shut up. (laughs) Um, And I told him, you know, this is a 10 year plus journey. Mm -hmm. You know, it's been lots of books. You know, we had to teach ourselves how to meditate, how to do. And we eventually found a school and did some classes with them. But by the time we got there, they were doing things we already knew how to do. Um, And it's overwhelming to think of yourself as a teacher, especially when it's because you're literally from the school of hard knocks. You know, you don't have all of the certification hanging on the wall and you think, who the heck am I to tell anyone anything? Oh, yeah. And yet we do have years and years of try and fail and proving systems and what worked for us, which again, not that what worked for us will work for everyone, but we do have um, a good idea of kind of where to start for Mm -hmm. some people, even though I hadn't thought of it that way. And I felt like we started very rudimentary, (laughs) um, but we've been told more often than not that, it's a little much for beginners. So we're going to start very basic and go back to basic moon magic. And I'm planning to do a series. I don't know how many um, episodes it will be, but my information will be a hundred percent moon magic, moon ritual, crystals with corresponding moon herbs with corresponding moon, that type of thing, just to start very rudimentary because I feel like that's where a lot of people on the pagan path or the path to witchcraft or Wicca starts with is, you know, I've always looked at the moon. I've always felt a connection Mm -hmm. and that's kind of a human, a universal human thing. Um, I rarely find anyone who's like, Oh moon. I don't know. I don't ever think about it, (laughs) you know, Mm -hmm. which not that I don't talk to, kooks and lunatics all the time but um anyway i thought it was just it's felt like a really good place to start no i i agree and on our 50th episode or whatever (laughs) oh well yeah there's there's several topics that we've jumped into that we felt were more along the basic lines but we give information that had somebody say well i i love the podcast i had to pause the episode and Google this or that word and then come back and then start it again. Yeah. And that's not, it really isn't what the point of this podcast is. It really is for people trying to figure out the pagan path and Mm -hmm. sort out witchcraft for themselves. Cause it can be very overwhelming, especially these days. Um, you know, cause we started before it was trending. And when I heard about witch talk and all of these types of things that, um, the kids are watching and I'll walk up to kids in Walmart who, you know, will see my crystals and tell me all about them. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, that's amazing. I'm so proud I'm so of you that you know that. But then you ask them about, you know, a fundamental of magic and they have no idea. Um, right. So that's kind of where we're planning to start from. I was like when I had my tonsils out, when I had throat surgery at the end of last year. Mm-hmm. And 
Oh, uh, yeah, the girl behind the, the desk. The girl taking our information. She had multiple crystals, and I mentioned some comment about it, and she's just like, blah, 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 goes into it. And she's like, you know about it? And we were like, hi. But then, yes. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Bear. And, uh, but when you mention, you know, their practice or their ritual or the witchcraft, you know, associated with it, they look kind of blank staring like, oh, we haven't, I haven't gotten that far yet. And I'm like, yeah. you know, all of these things. And yet, you know, you kind of skim over, you know, the very fundamentals. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of like you're at a buffet and you're building a bowl, but you didn't start with your base and you skipped protein because look at all of these toppings, you know? So, um, I consider the crystals and the herbs kind of like the sprinkles and nuts, you know? Because that help tools. with your they're yes you. that help with your basic practice which is your connection to earth cyclical magic moon magic is included in that and mm-hmm. your private meditations and your private mediumship yep so when she suggested doing a series like that i was like oh it's amazing so hope so we shall see raven's gonna do a uh, moon series and for this episode i'm just tagging along being background <laughs> sidekick comedic oh, yeah. timing Oh, yeah. You're going to be my... Some dad jokes. (laughs) My goofy gal pal best friend. Throwing some inappropriate puns every now and then. Oh, no. Um, So... We're talking about the moon after all. Oh, gosh. (laughs) I wanted to start very, very basic. And most people consider the moon the Earth's satellite. It's what connects us to source. A hundred percent. Four and a half billion years ago... A planet about the size of Mars collided with our planet that was still in its, you know, rudimentary phases. And the debris from that explosion is what spun and eventually formed our moon. And that's why moon dust and earth dust are kind of interchangeable. You know, we find elements of um, our planet on the earth and elements of our planet from the moon, etc. cetera. <laughs> They're very, very similar in their basic structures, aside from water, where we held on to our water, of course. The moon did not. Um, Ancient Greeks believed that the moon was the home of the dead. And in ancient Greece, the goddess for the moon is Selene. Dion? No, not Dion. Mm. Just Selene. She's kind of a goddess, but yeah. Oh, absolutely. Hell Yeah. yeah. Um. The before the dark ages, wherein Greece was Thessaly, the moon was ruled by Agonis. Which, again, once you start delving into any branch of magic and origins and history, it becomes a labyrinth and you can really get mm-hmm. lost in it. So that's why I kind of just skim over these details because I could go into detail about Agonis and Selene and how the people worshiped and revered them and all of these things, but I'm just going to kind of skim over and just to give you the basic information that all cultures have always revered and worshiped the moon moon. and that it's, yes, that it's prominent in all cultures. And Agonis was considered the first female and she was capable of making the moon disappear. (laughs) Hindus believe the souls. Oh my gosh. Hindus (laughs) believe the souls of the dead return to the moon to await their rebirth. And, um, Lots of people consider that, that the the dark side of the moon is where the dead await and recollect themselves and get in line for their next shot or see if they even want one. Nice. Uh, The moon is known as the queen of life and death, always associated with feminine energy. Mm -hmm. It is considered um, mother moon to father son. 
Um, Egyptians referred to the sun and the moon as two lights, the moon being the weaker light in the evening sun or like the evening sun. Uh, The god Kunsu, whose name means traveler or pathfinder, uh, he was responsible for ferrying souls onto their voyage from the dead and protected them from demons. Egyptian? Egyptian. Khonshu. Yeah. Comic knowledge coming up. Uh Uh-oh. Moon Knight, uh, which I knew of before watching the Marvel TV series, which was fantastic, by the way, especially if you like Isaac um, Poe Dameron. I can't think of his name. I haven't the faintest... He was talking a, about actors? Yeah. I don't know. He was Poe Dameron in the Star Wars new episodes. Okay. And he sure. was Apocalypse. Okay. And he was also Spider-Man 2099. I mean, he's everywhere. He's killing it. I anyway, haven't seen that either, but okay. Um, so, yeah. Khonshu, uh, Egyptian god, he's, his avatar was Moon Knight. In, yeah. In, Which uh, totally makes sense knowing what I know of him, but I didn't know. Is this a cartoon we're talking about? It's comic lore. Okay, so it's it's animated. No, it's in print. <laughs> oh, it's you a comic ar- book. Yes. Okay. You can't argue with what's written. Oh, yeah, you can't argue with the written <laughs> Just word, Just like on Facebook. <laughs> it's on Facebook. It's, it's it must truth. be true. <laughs> so uh, Moon Knight had multiple phases to himself as well. Yes. And his strength waned or digress depending on the phase of the moon well wane is to digress waxing is to build he got stronger or weaker based on he waxed and waned based on the moon just like the moon waxes and wanes exactly nice anywho luna was (laughs) the goddess of the moon in ancient rome uh and she was the embodiment of the moon like there were other goddesses associated with the moon in Greece, she, Persephone, Hecate, all made up the triple goddess for the Greeks. Hmm. But she was, or not Greeks, I'm sorry, the Romans. Um, But Luna is where we get, you know, lunatics and lunesta and all of the Luna words. Because she was the one associated, she was considered to be the moon. Hmm. While the others um, also embodied the same type of energy. And Diana and Juno are also considered moon goddesses where the Romans are concerned. They like the moon goddesses. They like the moon goddesses. So most cultures believe that the moon brings with it physical and psychological transformation. It literally represents the cyclical change. Uh, It represents time itself, Mm -hmm. the ebbs and flow of life, the way that the planet transforms itself. It shows the passage of time. Uh, It's how we chart months. It's where, you know, our calendars come from. And neo-pagans, Wiccans, practitioners of witchcraft, uh, everyone, you know, is drawn to moon magic. Yeah. I feel like uh, even Christians, I recently was given a book um, by my dad called The Four Blood Moons. I know. Which talked about scriptural references and prophecies that have to do with moons and how they coincide with rituals and... Uh, Passover and different type of holidays, high holidays and traditions, etc. So, now how did you find that? Did you find it interesting or helpful? I did. Or um, was it so biased that it was, since it was written by a Christian pastor? It's wasn't biased, but it's interesting how they try to um, manipulate things for their own for good. Their good. <laughs> um, because it talks about how you know astrology is bad but astronomy is fine 
and you know mm. knowing the planets and what they have to do with so long as you remember that god had everything to do with it mm-hmm. and it doesn't actually affect you as an individual unless god says it does or unless you're a jew on a particular holiday um, but he was also kind of using it to predict um you know the end times are a big shift and the book was written in 2000 12 and Mm -hmm. the demise was set to be between 2014 (laughs) and 15 um so you missed that one huh so he missed it by (laughs) a few miles but again it was it was good information (laughs) i read yeah i read all sorts of things even if i know i'm not going to agree i can take almost anything with a grain of salt you know it's fine and i'm always interested in other people's perspectives and points of view so i i take what is good and leave what's not for me no don't let it make me angry yeah i think that's a good principle i had a conversation with a new person on the path uh just this last week and she was telling me that she's in this program to help herself but she doesn't agree with all points of the program sure and i was like well is it helping you she said yes there are a lot of good points yeah she doesn't like that it's held in a church and then it's you know uh it's based a lot of the points are based off of well yeah like i tell all people you'll find jerks in the meta community in the spiritual community you'll find jerks at walmart and on the road Mm -hmm. i mean people are people no matter where you go um so again it's always whatever situation you're in take what's useful to you and what will benefit you and leave what's not for you don't let it make you angry just if it's helping you and not harming you then great sure if that's what brings you joy even my friends and family who you know pursue church and you know are constantly um telling me how well they're doing and all of the things that you know is are benefiting them etc i'm like great if that's what works for you please do it whatever makes you the best version of yourself mm-hmm. whatever connects you to your higher self in any way have at you just yep. you know don't also assume that that's the path for everyone just like i don't assume my path is for everyone mm-hmm um, but anyway, uh, the moon controls the Earth's tides, like we all know. The pulling or the force of the pull actually slows the spin of our Earth by two seconds every 100,000 years. So not significant, but it literally can, it literally slows the gravitational pull of our planet. Mm-hmm. Um, the moon and that magnetic field that actually helps pull the tides is what scientists believe most likely protected the young earth that was, you know, first starting with vegetation and plant life mm-hmm. protected us from the radiation from the sun. Because, you know, a billion years ago, back when the sun was new and the earth was young, the radiation from the sun can kept things from growing, which is the case of most solar systems that are set up similar to ours. Mm-hmm. So the fact that our moon has such a powerful magnetic shield around it and pulls that it kind of in turn shielded our planet and actually made it more habitable. So it saved us. It saved us. We can thank our My moon hero. for saving us, just like a nurturing mother would. Um, again, most people I work in the medical field, so they'll tell you to you know watch your emergency rooms, etc., on full moon nights. Mm-hmm. Now, again, that's one of those things that scientists say. Oh, statistics, blah blah blah. I will tell you, as someone who's actually done the work for eleven years now, there's a big difference. Uh, moon cycles absolutely affect all of us, mm-hmm. especially those of us who are losing parts of ourselves to dementia and Alzheimer's, you know, where the soul is very present, but the mind is starting to short circuit. 
it goes back to a very um, programmed, cyclical, kind of like returns to settings. You know, mm-hmm. what do they call it when it like returns to to base original mode? Like it resets everything. So they become very um, moon based. Very you know the weather affects their uh, happiness and sadness. Food becomes a bit like it almost returns you to the infantile state, you know, so it's absolutely triggers um, in the medical field. And it makes people a little bit more ballsy or crazy. It just intensifies a lot of our emotions because we, our bodies are 60% water. Our hearts and our brains are 73% water. And if the moon is powerful enough to pull the tides and slow our gravitational rotation, what do you think it does to us? You don't, you think that we don't feel the pulling from our, again, our hearts and our brains and the seat of our emotions and the way that we think. Right. I say that I've heard and read that there's three major groups that follow moon cycles and they're absolute believers of it. Those are obviously metaphysical people and those are first responders and those are those in the bar and liquor industry. Oh yeah. All three of those will not, not ever deny that the moon has some effect over Oh, absolutely. People who deal with people. No Mm -hmm. scientists who sit in labs and look at statistics and what's been reported is completely different. You know, because what's reported versus is what statistics are built on. And we, we are not good at reporting things. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like as, as someone who's worked in the medical field, that's one of the reasons I do it privately because I don't like writing reports and I work (laughs) with women who also don't. And even if they work in hospitals, it's kind of hit or miss sometimes. And you're busy and you're literally in the thick of saving lives. You don't think about all the paperwork. And And that's where science and statistics come from is what's been reported yeah you know it's very what's on paper versus what's out in the public and i'm i uh, as one of the ones who works amongst the masses i will tell you 100 percent moon affects all humans all beings um so yeah i 100 percent agree so i'm gonna start this series with moon phases I don't know that I'll go into every single moon phase, obviously, but since a lot of people like to do um, their rituals and do their resets, etc., based on moon phases, and a lot of people focus on full moon, I decided to start with new moon or the dark moon, hmm. which is when the moon is passing through the same part of the sky as the sun. So the moon's dark side or the unilluminated side faces the earth. So it's there, but we can't see it. It's invisible to us. Um, Dark moons or new moons, the intentions there are for fresh starts, um, introspection, self-reflection, planting seeds for the future, setting your intentions very clearly for the month ahead. Um, It's a good time to start new projects and to set your intentions for those projects Um, it's a great time to acknowledge your growth since the last previous or, you know, since the last new moon. Um, it's basically like, it's literally and figuratively a cosmic reset. It has the strongest gravitational pull during the full and the new moons. So inward focus for dark moon is what's most important. Quiet contemplation, um, and setting of intentions, no matter what those intentions be. It's also good time for decluttering your heart and mind and processing the decluttering process because letting go of things is is not just junk laying around your house. It's your 
especially for people first starting this path, you know, letting go of old ideas and who you thought you were and who you thought people in your life were. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of us um, who've left the church or had to break free from family members have a hard time letting that go. It's easy for us to say, ah, fuck them. I don't ever need to see them again, my path, my journey. But also letting go of those soul connections is hard. So it's a good time to sit and feel your feelings and really process and release these things, you know, get rid of the clutter, but also embrace the hope of something new and something coming again, the planting of seeds. Mm -hmm. Not every behavior, not every person is meant to journey with you for the long haul. Some people come in for a purpose and help get you through something or help you figure out something. And then they're meant to go their own way. Yeah. And they're there for a lesson. Mm hmm. And, you know, sometimes it's not even just that, but they just didn't actualize themselves. And you can't take responsibility for someone else not waking along with you. If they choose to remain asleep, allow them, you know, encourage, be there for them if they decide to make a change. But holding anger for people or frustration for people who aren't willing to embrace spiritual awakening is kind of a dick move anyway, because those of us who know what it's like to go through it. It's not a lot of fun. It's not a lot of fun. I don't begrudge those who still sleep. I'm sad for them. I'm frustrated for them because I know in the long run it's to their detriment, but also it has zero to do with me. It's not personal. And um, sometimes it's easier for people to remain asleep than to have to face what it is they need to face. And you don't know their soul's path or journey anyway. So. When some people are given the choice to pull out of the matrix, they would rather stay where they're at because yeah. their life is comfy. Sleep or, comfribly. Yeah. Or and it's that's, just too much of a change or they yeah. lose too much that they think at that point in time, not realizing what's on the other side. Well, and that very much goes along with our current culture or the culture of the past 20 years that, you know, we're real good at numbing ourselves. We numb ourselves oh, with yeah. food and alcohol and opiates and recreational drugs and yes our phones that help us turn off our brains and we don't have to think about things Mm -hmm. and we can still live vicariously through other people and consider ourselves enlightened by listening to other people's um life experiences rather than go out and have our own i'm a super nerd obviously i just knew who moon knight was even before the series came on tv and there's so there's nights i get home late at night exhausted from work i was like oh i can go outside doing meditation and do some shadow work or do some reading or I'm exhausted. I can sit here and play on my phone or watch a new Marvel series that came out or catch up on a movie that I missed or, you know, play a video game. And those are hard choices because most of the time, you know, we're trained or told or a body thinks that I should just get home and just relax and veg and yes. turn off. Vegging is very, you know, Netflix and chill. That's mm-hmm. almost, again, we know that that's not what Netflix and chill is. <laughs> but <laughs> before it was Netflix and chill, it was actually, you know, Netflix and chill. It was tune in and tune out. That's very mm-hmm. much a thing is tune in and tune out. And it's funny because when television was first invented and introduced, you know, as a marketable commodity for average home use, housewives were like, who in the heck would have time to watch TV? They were like, I can't even imagine having time to do it. It, Yes, it was a babysitter. Mm -hmm. Um, And now people plan their days around it. They plan their life around it. What are we going to do this weekend? Oh, there's a couple of movies I want to watch. Not that there's not anything wrong with that. I'm all about, you know, art and expression and relaxation. And I, I don't want to, I don't encourage 
um, people who like me, there's a lot of us who would rather, who we feel, uh, it's not that we would rather, we feel a personal responsibility to, to know all the things, <laughs> you know, like it becomes almost a life's goal when really it's a huge distraction from things like moon magic you know instead of sitting and reading and doing all the things that i feel like are important i too should just go out and sit in the moonlight sometimes i'm not saying mm -hmm. one distraction is worse than another distraction balance you keep that temperance yes. tarot talk keep that temperance up you keep those that ability and that focus balance yes you know we're not saying go run off and live in the woods, even though I guarantee a raven would love to do I that. I was going to say, <laughs> and, I would love to run then, off and live in the woods. Bear's like, well, what about your Wi-Fi in the woods? <laughs> Posting on social media is finding out what's going on with friends and family. and They can come see me. <laughs> the ones who love me will still come see me. That's how I'll mm -hmm. just make peace with that. I exchange one thing for another, you know, one momentary stress for something that I know will be better for me. Kind of like mm -hmm. yesterday we were, uh, we went to a local park and there's a beautiful stream there and the water flows and it's shallow so you can walk across it. And there's a stone that bear likes to sit on and meditate. Oh, I posted about it in witches. Um, mm -hmm. and you can't tell, but from where I'm sitting, we were there with a sweet friend of ours and uh, they got the photo, but for, I had them take it from where I was sitting, and I was literally sitting in the water. <laughs> you were. And just sat her butt down when, in the when he was when he was done, he just oh my goodness. Pardon the eruption. That was our oldest nearly vomiting in the hallway. Yes, we are real people. Yes, this is our home. Yes, we are parents. Welcome to pagan life. Now back to our regularly scheduled program. And said, what in the world are you doing? Why are you sitting there? What are you going to do when you get in your car? Because I'm also super compulsive about how I keep my car clean and smelling nice. <laughs> and he's like, you have to get back in the car. And I was like, I decided to exchange future worry for momentary bliss. <laughs> that's what she said. And I that's like, okay. It <laughs> was probably um, my magic talking. But I made it home and into the shower and everything was fine. <laughs> And I, but I was content and I've learned to do that better now, especially, you know, where my house is concerned, where my children are concerned, where all of these things, because the way that I work and the social schedule that we keep up with now, a lot of the things, you know, people will say, oh, your house is so clean. I'm like, dude, you have no idea. This is killing me. It's filthy. Everything's disorganized. My cans aren't all facing the same direction. And busying myself and again, exchanging, you know, the future worries for momentary bliss. I'm all about that right now. You know, put a hand towel over the dishes and go for a walk instead, mm -hmm. which was very much not my mindset when I was younger. No. Again, we've been together 23 years, married 19 years now, high school sweethearts. And the woman I've grown up with definitely would not sit her butt in flowing water and have Fully no, clothed yes. and knowing that I was going to have to just traipse all Having the way back no home. change of pants or a towel to sit in her car. And that's why I asked. I was like, um, I'll deal with it later. I, do you again. have a change of pants or a towel? She's like, nope, it's yep. fine. And again, I thought about it. I was like, oh, I don't have pants. It's fine. I need to sit in the water. The water would like me to sit here and I would enjoy that. I'll deal with the wet pants later. And I was totally fine with it because I was happy enough from my, you know, 20 minutes of sitting there in pure bliss amongst the flowing water and the sounds of the cicadas that I, you know, it didn't bother me at all on the way home. Mm -hmm. I was just looking forward to she my shower. She didn't mention it once. I was like, okay, I'm not going to bring it up. I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I 
probably wise. <laughs> I'm a wise old man, honey. Um, but uh, the again, like I said, the energy exchanges during this time and the pulls of energy are much stronger. The magnetic force between us and the moon um, during the full and new moon are the strongest. So you can get tension headaches. Your blood pressure can drop. You can feel a little lethargic. Um, but there's lots of things that you can do to help with that increase your water uh work on your meditations relaxing your shoulders back sleeping better um those types of things just focus when you know uh the cycles are changing and prepare you know hydrate your body a little bit better relax a little bit more carry your crystals more often and speaking of crystals (laughs) that was so funny um People won't get that. That's too long to explain. So there's a comedian named Drew Lynch who talks about his ADHD wife and her crystals. Google the bit if you want to understand what that means to the people who are friends with me on Facebook. Um, I was going to recommend a couple of books on yeah. moon magic, but mm-hmm. I really decided not to do that because it can be a little overwhelming. And just tell people who have not read Drawing Down the Moon, um, which probably most haven't. It's a really old book. Um, to to read it. It's on audibles, but it's mm-hmm. like a hundred hours. So Ooh, you might not. Big. It took me uh, two weeks to listen to it. Um, but I, I just loved it. And in that book, it talks about, you know, the, it's also about the origins and history of witchcraft. So nice. it's beautiful book, really well done, good. all around good read, just beautiful language in it, lots of information. It's been uh, redone, which is why it's 100 plus hours. If you get the new uh, rendition or edition, if you get the older, I think it's only 60 hours. So anyway, just good information. But hmm. uh, love spells, extracting juice from the moon, Ooh. casting during the apex uh, is considered most frequent for Wiccans. Um, but most people, or some people, I shouldn't say most, consider uh, the dark moon to be more powerful and effective for spell work, ritual magic, etc. So again, you'll have two schools of thought on that. Some, most, I feel like, will say full moon, but a large sect also say new moon. And I tend to agree with the new moon or the dark moon mm-hmm. um, because from my readings, uh, it seems to be traditionally one of the more powerful times. And in my own particular practice, I feel like spell work and manifestations work very, very well on new moons. Hmm. I think that Hollywood and uh, society as a whole values a new moon more like werewolves. Uh, well, sure. You know, all that kind no, of stuff. full so moon. That, I'm sorry. That's what I meant. Yes. Yeah, not full the moons, new moon. I, I feel like Hollywood and them focus on well, cause it's full moon because pretty. it's just the cool thing yeah, right but, now, but those who are deeper into practices understand that the darkness that is, is where the real work is done. <laughs> right. Yes. It, but truly it's the scary side. For even most in scriptures, that's what they talk about. You know, they talk about the dark nights or the nights that the moon doesn't come, you know, and even with, um, I think it's Gideon who does the battle where the sun goes dark and, they were given extra hours of daylight and all of these things, which of course now we know that, you know, solar eclipses were a thing and lunar eclipses were a thing. So all of these <laughs> big 
moments in history, real or imagined storytelling even talks about, um, that, you know, the Lord blacked out the sun. The day that Christ was crucified was another marker for a solar eclipse, you know, where they talk about that mid-afternoon the sun disappeared when Christ's soul left his body. So all through scriptures, all through ancient writings, the different wording and when most change for uh, the better was done was during the dark moon, where full moons are more about... um, the spooky side, you know, which again, they're great and I'll cover them soon, but mm-hmm. don't discount new moon for your practices and rituals. And I have a couple of suggestions for people who are open to that, um, for crystals and herbs and whatnot. Cause you know me and I have to talk about some crystals and herbs. I feel like that's what people, um, they tend to start with crystals, which is so funny. Cause I did, I did not start with crystals. Mm-hmm. I made sure I knew what I needed first, which looking back, I'm like, mm, probably didn't have to do it that way. But I was like, I don't want to just go out and buy things willy nilly. I want to know what they do and what they're for. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I actually need. And I need to know myself before I know what I need. And that's just the way that I think you're staring at me like that's a crazy thing, but it's fine. Um, white <laughs> candles are represent new beginnings. So for your dark moon magic, um, it's always a good option. Pink for self-love because again, we're working on ourselves. We're working on decluttering, setting our intentions, getting our fresh start. Um, even those new projects that we have coming with, whether it be work or with family or in our homes or on ourselves, um, we have to remember who we're doing it for. And we do those Us. things for ourselves. Because no one can make you happy. It's something that you have to work on yourself. Personal choice. Personal choice and personal responsibility always play a key role. So it's a good time to do, you know, shadow work. Any time is, almost any time is a good time to do uh, shadow work. But the crystals associated with the new moon are black tourmaline, which Mm. is good. Well, I know, you know that. Mm -hmm. Is good for rootedness. It also shields our aura against negativity. Um, Labradorite, which is the stone that I wear most Mm -hmm. frequently and have several pieces of because it just, that for me was the first stone that I bought. The first crystal that I bought was Labradorite because I decided to go in and just see what spoke to me. Mm -hmm. And it took me forever. Um, But Labradorite um, is said to hold pieces of the Aurora Borealis in it, that that's where the optical illusion the shiny comes from Mm -hmm. Uh, and it's for transformation it helps with your third eye and it is for guidance from your higher self it's also known as the witch's stone you have selenite which is like selene selene from greece and selenite connects us to the vibrational power of moonlight it helps cleanse our other crystals and as well as all of the energies that surround those crystals. I know Bear always takes selenite with him and he uses it for his to mm-hmm. cleanse his pendulum and yeah. all of his other crystals when he doesn't have time or it's too late or it's not convenient for him to cleanse them in moonlight. He uses selenite. Um, and you can keep it on your altar. It's just it's a good place to keep it because it kind of helps keep that energy clear. Yeah, to me it kind of helps sever some of those bonds so if you finish a reading, you get around somebody that has some stank-ass energy, like, I got to get that off me, and do a little shake-off, do a little grounding, then you take that selenite wand, be like, cut, 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 you go away, 
enjoy the life you deserve. Bye bye. Oh yeah. <laughs> cut cut cut. Yes. But selenite on your altar is also can be representation of moon energy for those of you who don't have moonstone. I feel like moonstone, which of course is popular and on my list, is something that people usually start out with because it's so it's just it's so pretty. pretty. Yeah. You know, it's it really is. It's genuinely pretty. It's in a lot of jewelry and it's um an iridescent, translucent looking crystal. Mm -hmm. Uh, But it helps to harmonize your internal yin and yang. It connects us to our intuition and to our higher self. And it's also good for your third eye. Um, Sounds like a good one. Yes. Lapis lazuli, which is super popular and one of the more ancient colors prized by the Egyptians. Um, It is for finding missing links and reaching past your vision to find their meanings. Which, you know, the Egyptians were all about the eye and looking inward and reflection and also super connected to the moon. So Mm -hmm. Um, obsidian for scrying or grounding and confidence and obsidian is I, from when I scry, I have a piece of polished obsidian. I think it's Mexican obsidian, um, which is a scrying stone. Oh, it's beautiful. And I feel like it, Yeah. I agree with all of that it says it is for it's grounding and it definitely builds your confidence. It builds my confidence while scrying and in my mediumship and in my visions. Mm-hmm. Um, so highly recommend all of those. And I gave several because I don't want to feed everyone's obsession to having all of the things. Um, we're all working to become a little bit more minimalist, a little less maximalist like we are. <laughs> so if you have at least one of these, consider yourself golden i'm not saying go out and drop everything you're doing and buy all of the things Mm -hmm. work on yourself first set your intentions do your moon magic first and then you can go and see what kind of crystals you want to help aid you in your um further workings the power is in you the power is in you tools help they do it well and you know it's kind of like bear has used the analogy before in with diet programs when you invest in something, you're more likely to use it. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're paying money for the subscription, you're going to log in and exercise. If you're paying for the subscription, you're going to log in and, you know, count your calories for the day or whatever you do. You know, right. so you're going that to... accountability. Yeah. And investment. You know, we all need the sense of investment. So if you're the type of person who it's, it's an investment, I will buy this stone, I will use it, great. If you're like me and I don't know if I need it, but I might need it, so I'm going to go ahead and get it, <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> It's pretty, it's shiny. It's it shiny me, and I, I need, need it. yeah, baloney. <laughs> like we all do that. Oh, it needs me. What's the void we're trying to fill here? You know, like let's kind of think about it. I, I have to, I ask myself those same questions because I've been recently giving, gifting away a lot of my things, tarot decks that I don't use, crystals that no longer serve a higher purpose in me different things like that, that I just, I felt like I needed because once you get on the other side, you need all the things. I'm like, dude, I'm an old witch and these young witches got me beat by and all this stuff. And then I'm like, to what end, you Mm -hmm. know, to what end? And it serves no purpose other than to collect dust and drive me crazy, (laughs) you know? And then it becomes too overwhelming to, and sometimes the best moon ritual is sitting by yourself Mm-hmm. on a towel in the grass. I sit on a towel because our grass is always wet and I don't like chickers, but you know, sit ground, touch the earth, sit in the light, talk to yourself, meditate, 
set your intentions alone. You won't believe some your of the things you candle. can figure out and help yourself through if you will take 10, 15 minutes by yourself, no electronics, no person, and sit by yourself outside. Mm-hmm. But so many of us are afraid to deal with those inner demons or those shadow self, those versions of ourself we've hidden away because this person I am is okay. It's gotten me through. This yeah. is... We are the scary things that go bump in the night to most of us. Mm-hmm. We don't want to face our inner workings. We spend so much time taking care of others that we forget to take care of ourselves. For some people, that's also kind of a blanket excuse that I hear people use when I'm like, you don't take care of anyone, even yourself, so shut up. But <laughs> yes, as parents, as um, people in the pagan community and etc., we do tend to focus on, I have to interpret this person's dream. I have to do this for this person. I need to do mediumship for them. Oh, this person needs a palm reading. This guy needs tarot. All of these things when really we have to try to pull back and sit with ourselves because who am I to tell anybody to do anything when I'm not doing the work myself? Mm-hmm. So anyway, back to herbs for the, <laughs> the ritual. You can always use mugwort to attract money if you're working on projects, if you're trying to uh, start something fresh, start a new business venture, etc. Mugwort is for attracting uh, money. Passion flower is to help calm. Not a lot of people are going to have passion flowers, so you can do chamomile. Uh, you can even tea bags, tea bags, spice tea center. Bags. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, we were making incense for a ritual last month and we were out of, or I didn't have in my garden, one of the things we needed. And we literally just ran and got a box of the tea that was in it and used the tea and it worked mm-hmm. like a charm. So yep. good way to budget. You don't have to buy everything in the bins at all of the metaphysical stores. Just... Think inexpensive, think simple. Mm-hmm. Um, pearl clover helps you helps to keep you from running away from your problems, helps you stand and face them. Yarrow, which is everywhere right now, is to help you feel more appreciated. If you've got a job, a relationship, um, or even yourself, you're beating yourself up over things that you're not accomplishing, helps you appreciate what's happening in your life more helps you feel more appreciated, helps you be more appreciative of others. I was going to say those, for those of you who are in the broom closet or have to hide your spaces, your altars, your items. If you have a cabinet full of herbs, that's kind of hard to hide. Um, but if you have a box full of teas, yes. nobody's going to question you like, Oh, and, you just like teas, obviously. Yeah. And these aren't just for burning, spearmint, yes. brewing you know. the tea and consuming. It also helps. And all of mm-hmm. these herbs have chakras that they're associated with. So mm-hmm. I'll let y'all do that homework. I didn't do that for y'all, but most, um, all herbs and crystals have a chakra that they're associated with. So if there's yeah. something that you're struggling with, find a tea for that, consume it. If there's a spell that you want to do and you don't have access to the herb, get a box of tea. You don't have to burn it. You can have a cup of tea while you do your ritual. Mm-hmm. You know, you go to the herbs at Walmart and there's several there. That's why that, witches drink tea all the time. Mm-hmm. You can just grab those and have those in your cabinet, paprika or those, you know, uh, star anise, that kind of stuff. Yes. So instead of having a large quantity from local store, which we, we celebrate and we... What's the word? We buy things. Patronize. Patronize. All the local stores, yes. But oh yeah, for those nature's of you that treasures, have to hide that kind of pocus, stuff. Oak, ash, and thorn, uh, sandalwood and sage. Mm-hmm. 
anywhere spunky in yeah spunky cauldron um anywhere that y'all need a shop we can absolutely hook you up there we're frequenters at most of them Mm -hmm. because again we want to be in the community we want to be a presence we want to support small businesses Um, but we also are raising children and have lives and work with budgets and we do what's simple a lot of the time and tea is something we've always done we're big tea drinkers here in the winter time the kettle is always on at our house and the kids yes i'm gonna say my kids even are big tea drinkers um so it's just it's an easy inexpensive way to to get a little work done on yourself have a cup of tea the point was you don't have to have a huge herb cabinet that's very showy especially if you're in the broom closet your teas and your stuff from Walmart will work. Yes. You can also uh, do any of these herbs that I'm mentioning in incense form, like myrrh is for healing, uh, rose hip or rose petals are for self-love, hyssop is for purification, uh, basil is for abundance and money, ginkgo biloba, which you can take as most of these you can take as supplements even helps keep your wits uh helps you keep your emotions calm while you're sorting things out cinnamon helps to restore harmony in relationships lavender spreads goodwill um again you can find crystals and herbs associated with nearly everything that you need to do you don't have to have them all find one that resonates or that you like the taste of or the smell of and consider that for you and use it in your rituals and nice. use it in uh, your workings. And I had some mantras written down back when I was high and feeling friendly and inspirational. Hopefully they're not too terrible now. Um, mantras that you can use during the phase of the new moon. Uh, one is I embrace my ability to create anything I want in this life. I am open to receiving everything I could ever dream and more. I make space for love, abundance, and prosperity to flow to and through me. And I intend to make my wishes come true. All of those things for your little moon ritual that hopefully everyone will participate in in this coming new moon, which I believe is the 17th of this month of July. Those are beautiful mantras. Thanks. Sometimes I'm a kind and inspirational person. Right now I'm just cranky and wish I was in bed, but it's fine. <laughs> Back when I was young and full of hope, I wrote soon, those out. <laughs> Aren't I glad I wrote? I write them out when I'm feeling good about myself um, and about other people. But anyway, that's all I have for this week. Hopefully you guys like it. If you have any questions, let me know. I don't feel like I left out anything of real importance that I won't cover in upcoming weeks. And I'll probably kind of smash in a few phases together. Mm-hmm. Um, but I might not, we'll just see, I'm going to keep reading and keep, uh, feeling myself out, so to speak and see what, how the spirit leads. I'd love to keep feeling your moon too. Oh my gosh. We'll see. (laughs) We'll see how much longer (laughs) I can take the butt jokes. Um, I thought I was talking about the moon. uh Oh my goodness. But yeah, I'll just, I'll see if you guys have anything in particular you want to hear about or know about. If you have anything to add, feel free to do so in the Facebook group. Um, Appreciate everybody who's active in there and participating. We're trying um, Bear Issues social media, so we're (laughs) we're working on that with him. But we appreciate, see, love everything that everyone has to say. And hopefully I hear from you guys and I'll prepare for... Next week's... Another moon. Another moon. Oh, my goodness. 
All right, guys. Hope you enjoyed our little moon talk, or mostly hers. Well, and next weekend, where will you be? Oh, yeah. This weekend. Thank you. This weekend, I'll be at Gypsy Soul Holistic Fair, and it'll be on the 15th and 16th, Saturday and Sunday. July, yes. And it will, yeah, July, next weekend. And it's going to be on 8th Street at the, uh, at the mm-hmm, same place as usual, over by 8th Street and the hospital at uh, Myriad Gardens there. Oh, I was, I'm, you're looking at me, and I'm hoping to help you, but I have no idea where it's at. Hilton. Hilton? Marriott? I don't know. I'll put in the... She surprised me. I was, <laughs> we just got sorry. back from walking. And we did. We, yeah. It's funny. We saw so many people fishing. I was like, I'm so glad we're not a couple that fishes together as we're walking barefoot through the park. And I was like, oh, they're probably glad they're not walking barefoot through the park. So <laughs> to each his own. <laughs> they're, yeah. They're, nobody wants to be that couple. We're like, oh, don't be that couple. And everybody was like, oh, don't be that couple. Um, but yes, I'll be reading there. Uh, a lot of good readers, vendors, healers, and... Uh, Shanna always does a great job, has good traffic. So if you want to meet more people in the community, you want to get a reading from somebody, do some chakra work, um, and buy all the pretty crystals that Raven just talked about, there will be plenty yes, of vendors people, there for it. Yes, people to patronize will be there. Mm-hmm. So if you'd like to buy things, we have lots of friends who are vendors, well vetted. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, reach out to the Facebook group if you are on in our Facebook, there will be people who are members of the group that are vendors, even have private shops and do shipping and things like that. So, again, reach out for community's sake. Yep. The Gypsy Soul Holistic Fair will be at the Embassy Suites Downtown Medical Center on 741 North Phillips. Saturday will be 10 to 5. Sunday will be 11 to 5. Come see us there. All right, guys. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.